I I want to reach a point to where I don't care about time and that I can find the love for running without the time. And I just hope I can find that. And that's why I'm excited for New York because I'm not going to be worried about time and I'm just going to like take in everything. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 80 of the On The Runs podcast, our first live outside in a parking lot episode ever. Erica, what's going on? Not much, man. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> we got ourselves an audience. We're in a, yeah, Ooh, we're in a, ch- yeah, a church parking lot right now. Yeah. <laughs> we got some, some friends of the pod with us today. Let's let's do a quick a let's do a quick hello. We have Lindsay, Tara, and Patrick. We even have Kathy, Patrick's wife. She is going to be my t-shirt lady, handing out the t-shirts <laughs> to everyone who comes to buy them. She's so much more than the t-shirt. T-shirts lady. for Give her sale. Some credit. Come on. Yes. We just ran the run the res around Tower Hill Pond in Auburn, New Hampshire. You guys, I did not fall down either. It was an entire trail run. It was a lot of fun. We were in with uh, Lindsay. We, Lindsay won the race, by the way. She ran away. She, she ran away from us, but we were in with Tara. And I was thinking, in sync, it's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. But Tara goes, no, it's like pterodactyl. So that's how I'm always going to Although I don't it. spell my name with a P. <laughs> Tara. Maybe I should. It's going to stick. So that's, that's amazing. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to do, we're going to go right to Mike. We have a great guest. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the race. we have the little outdoor parking lot podcast. So let's talk about Mike real quick. Magic Mile Mike. And when you Google him, your Google is going to come up with all this Magic Mike stuff. <laughs> Which I totally didn't mind. I'm a big fan of Magic Mike. But I'm an even bigger fan of Magic Mile Mike. He's so much fun. He makes all these awesome videos on Instagram. You you must have seen some of his stuff. Well, who shared us the videos first? Uh, I believe it's two of the ladies right in front oh, of us, right. Terry and Lindsay. <laughs> yes, Lindsay sent me the video and then I sent it to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> because poop. <laughs> <laughs> some of our biggest supporters right here are three of them right here. So, and Kathy. So, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to Magic Mile Mike and we'll come back for the outro with everybody here, and it will be a lot of fun. How? Do you, what do you say? Let's get right to it. All right, everyone, enjoy Magic Mile Mike on the On the Runs podcast. Our next guest on the pod broke into our world recently when one of his most epic reels made it into our DMs for many of our listeners. Besides from making epic content for all of us to see on social media, he's a run coach, a former D1 athlete, a TV director, and owns his own production company, because of his social media handle at Magic Mile Mike, I continue to get Magic Mike promotions on all my social media platforms. Thanks for that. But I'm super excited for this dude to be on the podcast. Magic Mile Mike, welcome to the On the Runs podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you. What an intro. Sheesh. Um, thank you. Thanks for having me on, you two. Stoked to be here. It is our pleasure because like you mentioned in the intro, we've had some of your reels just like flooding our DMs because people are like, you got to check this out. This is so funny. Like we were loving, loving your stuff. So I'm so glad that we were able to connect. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad it's spreading. (laughs) Like wildfire. 
Yeah, it really is. You're you're big on Instagram. You're even bigger on TikTok. We're more just on one side of Instagram. But it's super cool to see what you're doing. It's the one we'll get into your reels, but I just want to tell you this. That one we found you with, I, I shared it with so many people who don't even follow the podcast. It was just like, <laughs> that's how good this is. Wait, which which this one is, was it? The one when you're like... I run because at one point you never know when you're going to oh. have to take a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't get that feeling anywhere else. It was something I'm paraphrasing. Something along yeah, yeah, those lines. It. We'll get into the the, the okay. reels later. But Mike, we already love you. Like we were talking, my, my my favorite communication back and forth was with you because you and I were actually sending like voice messages to each other versus <laughs> text. And it yeah. was so much fun. So I'm just excited to get to know you and let's let's get to know you. Who are you and where are you from? So originally, I'm from Whittier, California, uh, but I moved to the Sacramento area, specifically Elk Grove, when I was about nine. And that's when I joined my first run club. It was a private track club. It was free. I had already had a love for running, just like beating kids on the yard in elementary school. (laughs) But I wanted to like actually compete. And I I played football my whole life, which, by the way, I I totally don't support at this point. Just like these young kids' brains just like bashing up against each other. Sounds very dangerous. Um, But anyways, (laughs) running. um, Yeah, I started running when I was nine. um, But I've always had these two sides where I have been this athletic type, very competitive, but always had this love for entertaining people and making people laugh. And uh, thankfully, it comes from a very supportive, loving family. I know a lot of comedians, they pull from their trauma. And although we all have trauma, I'm very grateful that my family was always like, take the stage, like do your thing, honey, like make us laugh. Let's (laughs) go. So as a kid during like family uh, vacations and stuff, I would act out scenes uh, from Forrest Gump, which was a running movie, which is so funny. Um, So I I ran a lot uh, as a kid all the way through high school. Um, I was always like the class clown. Um, I never really got into theater until high school. But I always had these two sides of of running, competitiveness, and entertainment. So now that they have come, like, have intersected, and that's what I get to do for a living, is it blows my mind. And I just, I love it. So I'm just, I'm riding this wave right now. That's so exciting to see, man. Like just, you're bringing so much humor and joy to people's lives. Like just stumbling across you on Instagram, like you brought smiles to our face. And that, that Instagram post that he was telling us, telling you about, like the, the poop one, that's, that's our (laughs) whole thing. That's us. Like in a nutshell, we love all the stories. So we're just super excited to dive into what you're all about. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Let's get to know you a little more. You played football. You're from California. You moved mm-hmm. to Sacramento. I've been to Sacramento, loved it. I was there for a day and I just had a blast. Um, you're also a TV director. Yeah. So I, I haven't worked in TV in a few years since the pandemic, but straight up, I studied cinema and television arts in college. I actually, this is so crazy to think about now, but like a lot of my family is in law enforcement. So growing up, I just thought I was going to be an officer. It was like, I'm going to do what my dad does. Um, Playing cops and robbers. I was always the cop, you know, one of those things. (laughs) You were pitiful. Yes. But uh, sorry to call out this teacher right now, but Professor Foote 
was my first criminal justice teacher at City College. And you know those asshole teachers that are like, you're probably going to fail my class if I'm being honest. Look to your left, look to your right. These people aren't going to be around. And I was like, peace. I'm signing up for theater. F this. I'm. If this, like, it was just, it, it for me, that was a realization of like, all right, I'm not having fun. I want to have fun in life. Yeah. So I joined theater. Um, all right, we're getting into to TV directing. But so right out of college, I got a job at Nickelodeon. I was very lucky. I knew someone who was working there. And I used to go to the office every day and just say hi to everyone, make people smile, probably annoyed a few people. They're like, who the hell is this guy? Just He doesn't even work here. Um, they had a <laughs> snack room, which was fabulous. Uh, but so I just happened to be at the right place at the right time, or I forced myself to be at the right place at the right time. Um, and they needed a, a videographer or a director of photography if we want to get fancy for this Nickelodeon show. And I was literally just like the closest person there. So that opened up a lot of doors. My first gig with Nickelodeon was going to Will Ferrell's house and filming him. I peed in his toilet. That is my claim to fame. Um, I, I, he was just like the nicest guy ever. Um, and so through that job, I got to film a bunch of celebrities and in LA, if you just say you have filmed celebrities, people don't even care what the footage looks like. They're just like, Oh my God, like we want to work with you too. So that no one cool saw any of the- to say, man, that's a cool thing to say. <laughs> so no one ever looked at the footage. They just heard these celebrity names, which is so funny. It's so LA. Um, and then, so while I was working at LA or working at Nickelodeon, um, I realized that like I was pouring my heart and soul into this product that aired one time at night for a bunch of teenagers and it was done. I wanted to create something that had a little bit more meaning and life to it. So um, I co-founded a video production company that originally was about telling the life stories of parents and grandparents. We would film their their life story like a documentary and add photos and videos and put mm-hmm. some together for the family. But that was really, really hard to market because no one knew that it was something that existed. So no one, no one was looking for it. And it was really awkward to be like, hey, I wouldn't actually say this, but like people are going to die soon. You should probably film them. Um, yeah. It was just... It's just an awkward Tough subject sale. to I, breach, yeah. Yeah, but it's such an important thing that like everyone should get. Not trying to sell it. I don't we don't really offer that anymore. But anyways, that kind of got our production company to have a brand which was these heartfelt heartfelt uh style storytelling. So then that transitioned us to working with nonprofits and um small companies and just helping them tell their story in a fun and an an engaging way that has some heart to it. So in between Nickelodeon and starting our own company, I was and am always looking for opportunities to grow. So there was this job listing for a director. Originally, it was director of photography for a CBS show. Mm -hmm. It was called The Recruit. It was documentary based. We got to travel the country. There was a host that went through the different departments of these companies to see what it was like to work there. Um, Sometimes really boring because like we, for example, we went to Zoom. Like, could you imagine how non-exciting it would be to go through the different departments of Zoom? It's uh-huh. like, this is this is our cloud 
station. We're like, cool. What do you guys do? And they're like, well, it's a cloud. And like, they're like, all right. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but we got to go to like Taco Bell and Hasbro, all, all these like interesting companies to see the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Anywho's. So I started off director of photography for that, then director, then exec- then eventually executive producer, then the pandemic hit. But it was really cool because each one of these jobs outside of our company, outside of our safe little bubble, mm-hmm. is such a humbling experience because we're working with these larger teams, with these networks, we're seeing their workflow, we're having to get notes from a lot of different people. So every time we did that, we would take those you know, those things we learned and bring it into our own business. And now we are mostly uh, working within our production company and now also working with brands, running brands for for some comedic content. I love that for you, man. You're growing something that you're passionate about and like you love doing it, just having fun. And yeah. you're really, you seem passionate about it and you're just doing your thing. Keep doing that. Can I... Can I tell you a funny story that you made me think about when you mentioned Dr. Foot or Professor Foot or whoever he was? <laughs> yeah, Professor Foot. <laughs> I had a similar teacher in college. Eric and I met in college. You went to Plymouth State. You take New Hampshire. If this is New Hampshire, you put your finger in the middle. That's Plymouth State. Okay. I was a marketing major. And to be a marketing major, you had to take accounting one and accounting two. And the only class I had to retake was because of this asshole teacher. His name was Dr. Buck. And the only thing funny about him was his license plate said Dr. Naked. It's Buck Naked. So I, I had to take accounting over again. And I took it over with another teacher during winter. Remember, Erica, we had the winter class. You could like jam in three weeks. Yeah, I did it and I passed fine. This Dr. Buck guy was like looking in the room and basically, if you're not an accounting major, you're not going to make it in life. Like accounting majors are where it's at. Like he'd only like the accounting people. You could tell when he would <laughs> hand you paperwork, he would smile at the girl or guy who was an account. Oh my major. God. Fast forward. Gr- I graduate college, right? I, gr- I graduated just fine. The only teacher who gave me a hard time <laughs> was this guy. Damn, Dr. Buck put me on academic probation, not my drinking and partying. Yeah, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm working in NASCAR. And I had this one friend who would come visit me every six months. Her name was Leah. And she would drive someone's horses down to South Carolina uh, near Charleston, near the beach. And then six months later, she would fly down, drive them back up. And every time she would visit me. So this one time, it must have been it was springtime. She's flying down. I pick her up at the Charlotte airport. We hang out for a few days. This one time I actually got to go with her to South Carolina. She goes, oh, this this guy I do this for, he's going to take us out to dinner. He's going to like treat us. We can stay at his house for a couple of days and all that. I'm like, great. Oh, We drive down to his house, open the door, and this guy walks over to me and shakes my hand and goes, how you doing? I forget his first name, but his last name is Buck. And I go, you're fucking Dr. Buck. <laughs> Hey, question. You're the accounting teacher. I hated and despised my entire oh, life. What are I'm the like, odds? You're an man. asshole. What are the did odds? He a- did he answer the door butt naked? Because that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I don't wish he did, but that would be funny. Um, I do want to. I do want to say this though. I hated this guy in college. Hated him. I'm like, you're just an asshole. He was an ass. Yeah. In person, he's retired. When in South Carolina, he was the greatest guy. He's like Eric. If you meet this beautiful Southern girl and want to take her to the beach, 
Take her to my house. We only live here three months a year. Oh you can my have God. tea. He's like, take me to the nicest places to get the Jesus. best seafood and everything. He's got, I mean, he's loaded. He had a ton of money. He's yeah. just treating us like he's amazing. And I told him, oh, no, I had you. But, I, you know, I took accounting, too, with the other girl. And he's like, oh, she was a bad teacher. She wasn't good. And I was like, no, <laughs> she saved me. Yeah. Retirement does wonders for people, man. It like chills yes. them out like you would not believe. So maybe this that's guy, just what he needed. He- Mm-hmm. Once this guy took the suit off and just had a, a t-shirt on, yeah, and really took it and, off, flip flops, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue until I walked in that house that she was doing it for this same teacher that I hated. In That's Dubai. wild. So gonna, That's like out I'm of a movie. Clip, I know. I'm going to clip this and send it to Leah. It's it's great. I still see Leah on occasion. She's amazing. She's awesome. She has no clue we have a running podcast because I don't think she's a runner. But yeah. that's enough about me, man. You just made me think of that. I had that's to share. so funny. That's that's wild. Let's get into you and your your social media content. You're real. So what I did is is I want to talk to you about some of the reels. We we are a storytelling podcast, Mike, and we love to hear about your journey and the stories within them. But in your case, I want to hear about some of these reels you made that everyone just loves and the stories behind them, the concepts, how you came up with them, how you purchased the outfits. <laughs> Let's start with. How much runners, especially marathon runners, love to brag about being a marathon runner at a party? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) From working in television, I try to think of everything as a series. Because if it's a series, you can block shoot, which means you can film multiple episodes or videos in a row. um, And it just streamlines the whole process. Also, too, from a branding standpoint, people are going to expect certain types of con um, concepts when they come to your page. So that's how I generally think of my ideas is what can be a series. And so this one that you're talking about is basically the series working title is something like how marathon runners organically talk about running marathons in any setting. <laughs> so um, I, I have marathon runners who talk about it at a party. Uh, marathon runners who talk about it at a grocery store. And if I may, I'll present to you an, an un an unpublished uh, idea here. Yes. Exclusive yes. podcast Exclusive. inside. <laughs> so let, let's see if I can get this. But here's how you organically talk about being... No, here's how you organically brag about being a marathon at an airport. So you're going through the TSA <laughs> and the, the, the beeping goes off as you go through. Why? Because you have your finisher medal in your pocket purposefully. <laughs> the, the alarm goes off. Ding, ding, ding. They're like, sir, do you have any medal in your pockets? And you're like, actually, I do. My marathon medal, you know, the one where I ran 26.2 miles. And then they'll say, all right, you have to go put that in the bin. And you go, not a problem. I'd love to put my marathon medal in the bin. <laughs> On your way over to the bin, you catch a cramp. Then you start yelling with the metal in your hand. Oh, my leg, my leg. Then security is going to come over because there's a fuss. What's going on? They'll call the medical team, which then will put you in a wheelchair for the rest of your time at the airport. And how easy is it to strike up a conversation if you're in a wheelchair with a metal? And I just feel like from there, you can tell everyone about your marathon. 
So it's concepts like that where I'm like, you could just, you could talk about marathons anywhere because that's what we already do. So how can I heighten this to a just absurd, <laughs> absurd level? You freaking yeah. nailed that one. Oh my God. <laughs> how do you plan on like, okay, how are you going to, are you going to create like a fake TSA? Are you going to legit like buy yourself an airline ticket, go through, do everything, have a friend, <laughs> buy a friend, an airline ticket to take the content of you? How, how, how do you go about planning your TV director? So how do you go about planning what, how you're going to film this? So I very much have a producer mind and that is how can we do this in the most effective, cheap, less time consuming way possible. So that's an idea that I would film just sitting here telling the story. Maybe I'll put corny B-roll stock footage over it of like anyone at the TSA. But honestly, that idea would probably just be me on my phone um, as if like I just got this idea and I'm organically sharing it with people. If you want, Erica and I will fly out to California. We'll do a West Coast trip and we'll <laughs> dress up like TSA. Airport. Make it work. Yeah. yeah. I'll be TSA. Erica will be like the lady pushing you in the wheelchair. Okay. <laughs> we'll help you with this. And when one of us isn't on film, we'll be behind the camera. Okay. Done. Done. Yes. It's kind of funny you bring this up. I was just at the airport. So this is another easy way to incorporate your running stories. I just ran my first 100 miler. <laughs> and I knew going through airport security. I, oh, I plan on it. So, <laughs> but like every time I go putting a medal in a backpack, they always flag your bag and make you take it out because they just see a big metal thing on the, the x-ray. And they're like, so they'd search you anyways. So I purposely took my belt buckle out of my backpack, put it in the bin, and they still flagged my shit. And I was like, it's right there. Like, my belt buckle. Yeah, That's yeah. Sending it. So I don't know. That's exactly like any any little thing that we can do to, to talk yep, about our accomplishments. Yep. That's just what it and is. And you just hope. You just hope and pray. They go, That's a cool buckle. What is what is that? But of course you get the people who are like, I have no idea what this is. This is like a dumbass buckle. Like what yeah. are you doing? And I'm like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I earned it. I earned so, it. Uh, someone at Trader Joe's actually like initiated the marathon conversation. And I was so caught off guard because I was like, uh, it, it was their <laughs> idea. The wild. They do exist. They do exist. Yeah. I'm like, they really want to know. They're just probably <laughs> passing time, but I took full full advantage of the opportunity. As you should. <laughs> when I was creeping through your Instagram, it looks like you have a, a lot of content more recently of like that you might have produced or thought of. What was the first one that really took off? Like, because you have a lot of old content, you have a lot of run coaching content. We'll talk about run coaching later, where you where you give tips or you do like a shoe compare. Like, is this three hundred dollars shoe worth it? But when did when did you come up with the concept of doing these kind of funny reels that you thought people would relate to and get? So a big inspiration for me is David Goggins, but not in the way that you would think. I think his content is super toxic. Um, and I, I think that if you take it with a grain of salt, it's amazing. Like, you know, push yourself, work hard. But to me, his content, uh, is not safety first. And as a run coach, like safety is always first. There was this one video and I'm going to answer your question here, but there's this one video <laughs> where he's like, it's a hundred degrees out. I'm tired. I'm thirsty, but I'm not going to be a little bitch. 
I'm gonna put chapstick on and keep going. And I'm like, what? Chapstick is your answer? No, you could be severely dehydrated. Like you could die. And to uh, all joking aside, that's what scares me about this like bro mentality content of like, push yourself, go for it. No off days. It's like, no, we have a life people. So Mm -hmm. I just found so much comedy in the extreme of these people who are extreme. It's crazy. So I wanted to, in a, in a hopefully a more sophisticated way, just make fun of that basically. And I also wanted to find a series that I could film that was relatively easy to set up and do. So I had this idea and it's been done by the way, like a fake podcast that's out there where people, uh, it's like a satire where you're acting like you're serious and you play it serious, but you're talking about ridiculous things Mm -hmm. like how as a runner, I love the high of not knowing if I'm going to shit or not. Like this is why I run. Right. (laughs) So it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, but also like oddly, true like we all don't know when we're gonna have to shit and for some reason most runners don't pack toilet paper with them it's like what the fuck is wrong with us (laughs) um so that's my concept for this fake podcast series is like what can i make fun of so i did i did the one where you if i run because i never know if i'm gonna shit or not Mm -hmm. i did another one where i um where I talk about marathon runners being better than everyone else in the world. And yes, <laughs> but, I'm just so <laughs> sick and tired of being better than you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so sick and tired of being better than everyone. You know, I'm just, I'm literally just like you except better. And I just want to get that across because people try to treat me differently. And like, there's a part of me that thinks, think they should because I am better, but I, I just want to be equal, guys. I just want to be equal. <laughs> so so I so my my way that I that I film and write these is I, I write it out a few different times um with a few different versions. And then I set up my camera, I do my lighting, it's with this backdrop here. And uh I just let the camera roll for a bunch of takes and I just I improv, I try new things, I just have fun. Um, and I just get, I try to get crazier and crazier and more emotional and, and eventually I feel like, okay, I got something there. Um, and then I go into the edit room and just pick and pull the best parts. So I always have like this list of ideas, but they all require a different emotion. And so I try to film something that's, that is like within me if you will. So I did the, I did the video where I talked about how marathon runners are better than everyone that day. I was actually having like a pretty bad day and like, I was feeling pretty down. So I was like, hell yeah. Like this is the time to talk about marathon runners being better because I was already in like this heightened emotional state. So like that emotion that you're seeing on camera is real as hell, but it's just directed with different dialogue. Uh, and that's that's my favorite type of comedy is when you have real emotion with ridiculous dialogue and you don't even have to worry about what you're saying. You just have to feel all the feels and the comedy will come out through that. Speaking of marathons, 
are you a marathon runner yourself? And which ones have you done? Which ones are your favorite? Give us some some extra tips here. So I've done the LA Marathon twice and the Big Sur Marathon. Yes. One of my favorites. Oh, Big Sur? Big Sur's gorgeous. Done it twice. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so amazing. But you're coming to New York City? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, are you in New York? No, no, we're in New Hampshire, but that one's like it's it's closest to home, I suppose you could say. Mike, yeah. if it's Mike, I mean, it's a it's not that bad of a drive. My sister lives in New York City. We can make this happen. Dude, honestly, I'm gonna be there for seven days. Seriously, if you guys are able to, I would love to meet up. My goal while I'm there is just to like meet as many of the run talk folk as possible. That'd be fantastic. I'll send you dates and we'll see. Yeah, let's do it. Let, let's see what we can pull off, Erica, because we might be able to do this and fit in a Peloton run for you, which mm. I know you've been trying to do. I would we'll love see that. We'll see if we That'd can, cool. with some of our Peloton contacts, get you a run and make, make this trip worth it. I would love to meet you, Mike. I already Same. fucking love you, dude. <laughs> Same. Thank you. So I got the New York Marathon November 5th, which we could talk about, but I am literally not prepared at all. So I'm oh, going to no. lean in. <laughs> I, okay. I'm a run coach. I know what it takes to get ready. And I would, I wouldn't recommend anyone running their first marathon. I'm prepared because then you could grow to hate it and hate running in general, like for life, because you're literally <laughs> inducing trauma on your body running a marathon. Right. Um, but I, I'm leaning into this and I'm going to film content around like, here's how you run a marathon when you are out of shape. And I'm just going to take in the city, the views. I'm thinking like five hours. My PR is 336, but I'm just going to take in the views. Um, Dude, that's how you should do a marathon like that. Absolutely. We just we just had someone else on who talked about qualifying for Boston and that qualifying time is so hard, but she did Boston like four and a half hours and just enjoyed it because the whole experience. And nice. I was like, my buddy, my buddy Scott was trying to so hard to qualify for Kona. Right. And he's like, I'll hire a coach once I uh, qualify for Kona. So I do good there. I'm like, no, you dumbass. hire a coach now yes. qualify for Kona. And then Kona is your victory lap. Dude, go out there and run the New York City Marathon however you want and enjoy the crowd, the people film it, get content. Do you, man. I'm literally getting chills. I've never heard it that way. I love that. I love that. That's such a great mindset. Wow. It's the victory lap. It's your victory lap. It Damn. is. Damn. And you're going to have yeah. crowds like they will carry you. I mean, you you even if you're walking, like it's just going to send you right to the finish. Like you're going to so much to see. The people are incredible. Just, oh, look out for the signs. I swear New York City has like the best signs out of any marathon. Yeah. Like just people are so creative out there. And yeah, you're going to have a blast. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So New York Marathon, November 5th. And then I actually started marathon training today, day one for the LA Marathon. New York isn't even in the radar at this yep, point. Yep. <laughs> so I started day today, one. Of today life. is October 9th, by the way, everyone. And this will drop the Tuesday yeah. before the New York City Marathon. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, I'm my my eyes are set on L.A. A goal is to beat 336, which I know I can do because the first here's a tip, by the way. After you've ran your marathon, journal how your training experience was. So, because you might realize 
how many days you missed, how there was things that you wish you would have done differently that you can apply to your next training cycle. Um, so that's what I did that gave me a little bit more confidence. If you followed my story last year during training, halfway or my first month in the training, I got costochondritis, which is basically inflammation of the chest. And anyone can get it from sleeping on your side. And and from here on out, I have to sleep on my back like I'm a freaking vampire. I feel like Dracula. <laughs> oh, <for no>. <laughs> it feels like you're having a heart attack when you wake up. It was pretty scary. Is that why my man boobs are so big? Because I sleep on my side and I have inflammation in there? That's it. It's not your diet. It's not your work ethic. It's costochondritis. <laughs> Giving him excuses. I sleep on my back go. more. Flatten these babies out. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then a month before the LA Marathon this year, earlier this year, I passed out and broke my nose after I elevated my feet for too long. And... I ran the marathon with halfway working nostrils. It was absolutely insane. So I'm like, all right, if I went through that, I think I'll be, I think I can uh, PR this time around. I need this story. I want to say I saw the reel, but I want to hear it because I, I did watch that on your story. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I have to hear this because this is like a code brown. We love code browns. We, we say code brown is like when you have a sh oh shit uh -huh. moment. It doesn't just have to be poop. This sounds like an <laughs> oh shit moment. You passed out while elevating your feet and you broke your nose. Yeah. It was a learning moment for sure. While in high school, I always heard elevate your feet after run, elevate your feet. Never knew why. I, I've looked it up and like there's contradicting information about it. Um, but basically I finished a 20 mile run. It was, I was like five months in the training. So it was considerably chill. Of course it's taxing on the body, but like my heart rate was low, moderately low the whole time. Um, I come home, I elevate my feet. I usually only do this for like five minutes, 10 minutes, um, but I got stuck on YouTube and I was there for 20 minutes. I was tired and I, I had a potato in the, uh, microwave that was beeping like, Hey bro, I'm ready to be eaten. But I was like, no, no. Chill out. So eventually, <laughs> eventually I'm like, all right, I need to eat. So I stand up and I start feeling lightheaded. So I go to the microwave and then I'm like, all right, I need to sit down. So I sit down at the table. And I'm, I'm feeling lightheaded. And I had just read an article about, um, rest in peace, this young athlete marathon runner who passed away um, after the race. So that was very much in my head. Um, so I literally, I assumed I was passing out, but also like, I'm like, is this what dying feels like? Like what the hell is going on right now? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was actually very scary because um, I was, I was like kind of, you know, you ever stand up too quick and you feel like you're about to pass out, but then you don't. Yep. Yes. That has happened to me before, but this was like going a little bit further. So my dumb ass was like, why pass out here at the kitchen table where I'm already seated? Let me try to walk to the couch where it's nice and comfy, where I could just peacefully <laughs> pass oh, out. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I, tr I tried to make it to the couch and I made it about two steps and then I wake up and I'm bleeding. I'm like, what just happened? It was, it was crazy, but it was just because I elevated my feet too long. The blood rushed to the wrong parts of my body. And when I stood up, I passed out. Oh no. <laughs> Writing that down on my notes. Do, do not yeah, do elevate. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do not seriously. 
do not elevate your feet too long or if at all and get up slowly, like go to a stretch on the ground first. And if you ever feel like you're going to pass out, just take, just go to the ground, lay on your back and go to the ground. I've done that a few times now where like it's, it feels like it's sneaking up on me and I'll slowly make my way to the ground. Oh man. But you managed to run that marathon with a broken nose and only like, what do you say? Half a working nostril. How is that? Just like breathing wise. I feel like that's going to throw a wrench in your, in your marathon plans. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I used my nose for running. I thought I was mostly like breathing out of my mouth. Um, which side note is such a pet peeve when I see like, like these sexy runner videos where people are trying to be cool and they're just like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, that's not comfortable. Like just breathe out of your mouth. No. (laughs) If, If you look at any pro runner, especially marathoner, their their mouths are open. Mm-hmm. That's always oh man. That's me. like making me like not be able to breathe right. Just like because I never have like full. I always have some allergies or something going on. Yeah, I just cannot breathe out of my nose, and that oof, yeah just makes me not. You know, <laughs> n- no free ads. And I used to wear these when playing <laughs> hockey and stuff. But oh. those those breathe right right strips they work amazing. Seriously, I swear. Yeah, I swear to God. Whenever I wear them. Like, wow. I feel like there's nothing in my nostrils and I just breathe like, like the breaths are 10 times bigger through my nose when I have them. I don't wear like, they're not even that, uh, good to look at. It looks like a bandage <laughs> on your nose, but I remember wearing them being like, this is amazing. Can you just make them clear where no one sees them? Or can you like yeah. put something inside the nose? I don't care. It was amazing. I wonder why more runners don't try that out. I'm going to try that. Yeah, do make some content off that if you want to. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah no big deal. Uh, just tag on the runs. I love it. Yeah. Hey, so you're a run coach and you also, you're training for marathons. Do you have a run coach for your own self or do you do your own self plans? So I found this. I don't have a run coach because I have an ego, um, but I found this amazing training plan, which is basically like my run coach. It was from LA Roadrunners and uh, he's a USATF certified coach and it's very detailed for a free training program. Mm. Um, I use that as my base. I think based off my own knowledge and the science behind running and recovery, the day's should be switched here and there. And there's some things I don't really agree with, with the training plans. So based off that, I write it my own. Um, but I just love the science behind running and every training cycle. I'm just like, all right, I am a Guinea pig. And this is my, um, this is my science experiment and we're doing it safely. We're doing it science backed. But if I just follow these, the rules, that have been set out for a very long time, you're going to achieve success. You're going to get faster. So that's what I love about being a run coach is like, if you just follow the science, you're, you can't not get faster. Like it's, it's going to happen. All right, Mike, what are some of your goals for running? I know you had mentioned that you wanted to break your 336 marathon, but do you have like a BQ in mind or are you just trying to, to get into whatever marathon you want. Like, do you have any like big picture goals, like doing the worlds or running in every state? Go ahead and share. Oh yeah. I definitely, I will be running Boston. I will. 
When yes. you run Boston, that's when you got to like get in touch with us too cuz we are like a 45 minute drive from Boston. We love going okay. to cheer cuz well, neither of us are fast enough to qualify yet, but we are more than happy to come cheer on the runners. So, you let us know when that happens. I'd yeah, love Yeah, we'll that. be there for your victory lap. There you go. Exactly. So, yeah, goal is to break 3 hours basically. Um so with that comes Boston. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to run Boston because it's like the race, but also a goal of mine is after Boston to like not care about time <laughs> because I <You've> really, <laughs> I, <laughs> why bother after that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to reach a point to where I don't care about time and that I can find the love for running without the time. And I yes. just hope I can find that. And that's why I'm excited for New York because I'm not going to be worried about time and I'm just going to like take in everything because I know I'm not going to be able to PR my entire life. I started running marathons a couple of years ago. So of course, right now it's easier to PR, but mm-hmm. it's only going to get harder and harder. So that's another thing with my training where there's elements that I purposely have left out because mm. I want to enjoy this ride of PRing. Also, I'm lazy and don't want to do everything <laughs> at once. <laughs> but eventually I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> like this training cycle, I'm going to start incorporating cross training. I know you should do it. I know it prevents injury. It's just a lot of time to be training for a marathon and cross training. Yeah. So with that, I feel like not I feel like naturally it will be easier to be faster. So uh, that's I have the a hard feeling part, the cross training though. That's where I get stuck. Just d- yes. it doesn't fit in naturally. I'd, I would rather be running. So I usually do. And I know that's not the best uh, advice. Rest days are important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a feeling you're growing. You're, you're, you're going to be big. You're, you're, you're expanding your reach. I have a feeling the Berlin marathon is going to regret not accepting you into their race this past year. <laughs> I'd that love to run Berlin. I'd love to run Berlin. Oh, you're talking about the video. Yeah. I'm talking about the video. That was a great video. <laughs> that was a great reel. So, okay. There's an, another example of where I just, I just try to be different with, with the content. I saw like 30 videos of everyone talking about their Berlin experience. And I'm like, Hmm, what if I was the guy that didn't get in and was just bitter as hell? <laughs> Because every well, that's the thing too. There's truth in comedy, right? Like so many yes. people are bitter about not getting in. So I'm like, let me just lean into this guy a little bit. You need to keep going with that series and make the the guy who didn't get into Boston this year didn't yes. qualify. The to, the cutoff the cutoff was about too high. the five minute thirty one second buffer. That's good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you guys as as the uh, do it the unofficial writers for that one. That's yes. good. I like that one. And they just had Chicago. So there's yep. that too. Oh, yeah. Hey, what was the D1 sport you played? Because it wasn't football, was it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I would have D- been <laughs> murdered. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it, was, it was ribbon twirling, actually. I, I just, I love, no, I'm just kidding. I couldn't even. <laughs> <laughs> he had the most serious face. <laughs> Perfect timing of me almost like, spitting wait, out my water. I thought okay. that was just <laughs> I tried. I tried. You I couldn't. So funny. good. So good. Uh, no, it was track. I was a 400 meter hurdler and that was that was my jam. <laughs> not <laughs> not ribbon twirling. <laughs> but wait, have you seen Olympic ribbon twirling? It's insane. Yes. 
That's a gymnastic you were serious feat in itself. For a it's not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. So you ran the 400 in track is what you said, right? Hurdles. 400 meter hurdles. hurdles. Hur- oh, 400 meter hurdles. Oh, you yeah. ever That's have a, a code no brown moment me. there? <laughs> yeah. Hurdles are, are intense. Yeah. One of my dream guests to have on the pod, it, her name is Michelle like Janicky, I think. She's a Australian hurdler. Love to have her on the pod one day. Wow. Dreams. Um, cool. <laughs> Glad you got me today. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he loves her because she dances. She does like warm up dances in her like little. Oh like, my god! Wait, you know who she yes. is? You know who I'm talking hey, about? There yes. Go. Okay. Yes. I if you have her on, please, I'll come co-host that day. You Song got it. Hurts. You got it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this is my head hurts from laughing. <laughs> Uh, okay. We, we talked about this before we hit the record button, but this is honestly, it's my favorite reel you made. It's the decades run the runners through the decades. You went out, you bought the outfits you had, you, you had the eighties, the nineties, you had the guy in the 20 with the camera doing the, the, the vlogging in the 2010s, you had 2020, and then you even went to the future. Tell us whatever you can about that the the concept the going out and picking out the outfits how long did this take like did you have these outfits did you keep them did you um i know you want to bring one back in style like this is my favorite one man <laughs> thank you thank you uh i loved making this one it was so fun um so for those of you who don't know um i was portraying a runner from each decade starting from the 80s to present day and this was an ad for Roadrunner Sports, who's my favorite client in the world. Um, and they, they're they celebrating their 40th anniversary. So basically how it works with them, and it's different with every client, but they're like, hey, we have a 40th anniversary. We need some content around this. And I hop in a brainstorm session with the team. We're all pitching ideas. We landed on this idea of showing a runner through each decade. And this came from another idea um, I, by the way, I feel like as a creator, you have to get out of your head that an idea is an original because some, at some degree, it's an idea of something else. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but there's these videos that are like hairstyles throughout the century, men's wardrobe throughout the century. And mm-hmm. it's basically a character. I mean, a person and there's like a, they just bring you through the, through the decades basically. So I love that concept. It's easy to keep the audience engaged because you're excited to see what the next decade is going to be. So that's like at first subliminally, but eventually I realized that's where the idea came from, um, was just wanting to showcase different decades. Then it went into the planning stage of like, what does a runner look like from each decade? What do they wear? What technology is available? What technology isn't available? Um, what do they sound like? What do they believe in? What do what makes them angry? What makes them tick? <laughs> and that's like the actor side of me where you really have to break down a character. So I had a Google sheet of every character from each decade. I had links of inspiration from those decades. I had links to outfits I wanted to buy. I had um, funny dialogue that they would potentially say. And I just built out a whole character with a backstory and a life and everything. 
And some of those details you don't see come through like clearly, but they're in they're they're on my body, right? Like I, I am projecting them in other ways. So then when it comes to filming, or excuse me, we uh, we write the script. This is something me and my partner write, and then we we have like alternative lines of what we could say. And it's all based off the backstory that we created for each character. Once you have a backstory, it starts to write itself because you understand the character. Mm. So when we got into filming, I dressed up as each character at a time. So I started with 80s. I dressed up as my 80s guy. And I had these pre-written lines I knew I was going to say. Um, but then there's a whole lot of improv and just fun. Like with... I think as a director and as an actor, like the way to get the best material is feeling like you're in a safe place where you can play because we're just playing. Like I'm getting paid mm -hmm. to dress up in a dude with a mustache and a, <laughs> and a crop top and a, and a mullet. Like what? Like <laughs> don't take yourself too seriously. Right. So I just try to have a whole lot of fun. And with each line of dialogue I do, I probably do about 15 to 20 takes and I just, again, I just allow myself to be free and have fun. I'm playing dress up. Um, and I, I do that with each character. Um, and then in the edit room, some stuff that I thought was funny day of is dumb as hell. And it doesn't make up, <laughs> it doesn't end up making the edit. And some stuff that I just did because I just wanted to take a risk and have fun ends up making it. When, when you're directing yourself acting, it's really hard to separate yourself and know what's working and what's not working. Mm -hmm. So I just try to film as much as possible and decide in the editing room. So that was kind of the, the process for that video there. Well, you can just tell how much fun you are actually having because it, it absolutely translates to the screen. Like your characters are hysterical. The outfits are spot on and your improv skills, whether, well, whether they were actually improv or you wrote them down, like your creative vision is just awesome. Like it, it was hysterical. We, we loved it. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I gotta give a shout out to Roadrunner because they give me so much creative freedom. They're That's like, awesome. make something. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So, yeah. I got to say a little I less creative saw... freedom at that point. Cause you're like, which direction you want me to go on? But hey, yeah. good for them. Yeah. I even like how you, you, I wouldn't really call it a teaser, but you posted before that, that reel actually came out and a, a post of you in the outfit saying how much you love this nineties outfit <laughs> and bring it back. And you're like, I'm making something, but how cool is this outfit and the chain and everything? <laughs> you just seem to really enjoy what you're doing, man. So don't, stop go out there keep <laughs> producing and enjoy the victory lap thank you i will one thing i really like to do on this podcast is i want to pump your tires i want to give you a chance to pump your tires you are a run coach so you, i'm assuming it's a business and you're running this run coaching business so let's hear about your run coaching business your venture uh what you're doing like do you is it just you and one athlete is it as big is it small and when people, if someone wants to find you, not only how do they find you, but what should they expect when they come to your run coaching business? Love that question. So I, I've been running forever, like since I was nine years old, and I've always been obsessed with the process of running and the science of running. So, and I ran division one, I've been trained under a two-time gold Olympian. Ooh. The credentials are there, but I've never actually have been 
titled as a certified run coach. And I started posting more content about what I know about training and what I've seen worked and what's been passed down to me through decades. Um, and I realized, okay, people are actually listening. Um, now I have a responsibility because people are asking questions and I want to be able to answer. And this is people's health. It's their, their life on the line. Um, so I got certified. Um, and now this is something that I offer. Um, it's mostly online because most of my clients aren't in LA. Um, but I write up customized training plans for people based on your work schedule, your life schedule, where you're at in training and what goals you have. And the, the biggest thing I push is safety. And I talked about it earlier, but I, I just, I want to create training plans that are safe because there's a lot of overtraining out there. And I just want to simplify training because this, like I said, the science is out there. You just have to listen to it. You have to mm -hmm. trust the process. So I feel like that's the advantage of having a run coach or following a training plan is that you can, you can just follow and trust what they're saying. Otherwise you don't know if you're pushing it too hard or if you're going too easy. So as a run coach, I want to create safe training plans that simplify the entire process. That's awesome. I, and so you that can was... find me at www. No, 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 that's, that's so, what we actually, want. Go for it. <laughs> where, where can they find it? Because when I Googled you, like I said, I got a ton of magic mic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just hit me up on Instagram or TikTok. I always um, answer uh, DMs from there. So, yeah. I mean, I have my email, magicmilemike at gmail.com, but if you have found my content helpful, it's probably from Instagram or TikTok, so you can just reach out to me through there. Hey, you've grown. You're, you're, you're very big on TikTok, and you're trying to grow Instagram. Which one do you prefer? It's weird because some content takes off on one platform and not the other. Mm. So... Yeah, I've had like one video get like 5,000 views and that same video on another platform get a couple million. So it's very weird. Hmm. Um, I love the safety net of run talk on TikTok. It's like when I post there, I feel so at home. When I post on Instagram, you'll get some outsiders that are mean. Oh, <laughs> and, no. and I have like... I have a big heart and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And so like those comments, they, they hurt my soul, but I try not to let it get to me and focus on the positive. But that's what I love about TikTok is it, I feel like TikTok, the algorithm really caters towards running if you are a runner, mm -hmm. whereas Instagram kind of gives you a little bit of everything. Cool. We, we're, we're trying We're on both. We're really Instagram based. Uh, I was never on TikTok until we started the podcast. Then I created one, and then it's it's a lot of work to do both and YouTube. And I'm just like one battle at a time. But we're on there, and occasionally, one time, a couple times, I'll just do a big TikTok dump or a big YouTube dump of the reels or the shorts. Yeah. Um, but Thank yeah. God for so him, though. I'm I was, so bad at all things like Instagram. Like I don't even. I'm not even on TikTok. But I, like he just has the. I wouldn't even say time, but like you just no, like have, have the, the, the passion for it. And I'm just like, eh. so we would I be anywhere. A lot of work. Me. 
Mm. Mike, I have I have three kids. Two of them are two and a half year old twins. Oh and my! I'm God. home five nights a week with them <laughs> as my wife is working. So when they all go to bed, with the exception of Monday nights when we're recording, I will then go on the computer like right away. I'm like running to the computer, like super excited to work on the podcast. And whether I'm either editing uh, the audio, the YouTube. Uh, doing things, emailing, talking to you, scheduling. I have this controller. So my desk has this LED light, right? Ooh. So I turn on the controller and it has Ooh. a two-hour setting. Uh-huh. I hit the two-hour setting. And when that two hours goes off, sometimes I hit the one hour and add a third. <laughs> but, <laughs> but usually I'm like, okay, it's probably time to go to bed. I try to go to bed before 12, which is doable. I just don't go downstairs and watch Netflix uh, all night. I yeah. work on the podcast or YouTube. I say I have a degree from YouTube. Uh-huh. I'm trying to learn something new. Hey, prop, props to you. You know, having kids, I don't have kids. But that that's why my, my training plan, I'm all about like um, finding balance, right? Mm-hmm. Because we all have so much stuff going on in our lives, but the, the Instagrams and TikToks we watch these influencers, myself included, make it seem like that's our entire personality and that's all we do. But all of these like people who have a large following on these platforms, they are marketing themselves to seem that way. They're branding themselves Mm -hmm. to seem that way, myself included, because I don't think you guys want to know about how I'm trying to revive my dying plant like who gives a crap you want to know about the running <laughs> we want to so, know the important stuff but hey <laughs> i want to hear about the plant actually why the is plant's it, why doing great it? <laughs> plant's doing great now we, we found oh, a new home for it um that video has two views no but i think it's important to recognize <laughs> that we all have stuff going on and we have to find like a good balance if if you're not running professionally and it's not paying the bills Take a day off when you need to take, hang out with your kids, you know, like Mm -hmm. running doesn't have to be life. I just, I just think there's so much toxic content out there that doesn't push that. That's the Goggins stuff again. You don't need to stay hard 24 (laughs) seven. Yeah, I know. Be soft. (laughs) Be soft. Or or you, or you can get that little blue pill that helps. (laughs) So we all know that running is a very social sport. Like it can be. Yes, you can run alone, but like we love to to just get together with friends. So on Wednesday nights, Eric and I have this club. It's called Run Walk Brew. So we'll do a short run and then we go out for drinks and it's just a whole bunch of us have a great time just kind of shooting the shit and socializing a little bit. So is there anything like that that you like to do in your area? Uh, yes. Um, love that you guys do that. So there's this, there's this, yeah, (laughs) there's this run club out here, um, below average running, uh, good friend, Nicole on run talk started it, but that's what they push. It's like, you don't have to be a fast runner to run this club. I think run with this club. I think you guys know that there's a lot of run clubs out there that like, they're like, anyone's welcome. But if you run slow, like you're in the back by yourself. Yeah, you're in the dust. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's cool to to be able to find both. Like if you want to run competitively, sure, find a faster run club. But I think it's so important that there are these run clubs like you guys have and that bar has below average running where everyone is welcome. Because if you've been to a race, the majority of runners are your average everyday runner. Like we're not mm-hmm. trying to break a world record or qualify for the Olympics here. So I love that these places 
places exists because I hear about that problem all the time. So I remember seeing a video that you had done. Um, you guys have donuts after these races like that. You guys are my people. Like, <laughs> give me a donut after a run and I am like the happiest person on the planet. Yeah. Monica, who put on the who puts on the L.A. events with Bar, mm -hmm. she brought donuts and man. Keep it up, Monica. Do they call it Bar? <laughs> Did I miss that? I know it's below average running club, but do they call it Bar? Yeah. Bar run club. Something like oh, that. So good. So good. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's great. No, if we're ever in the LA area, let's let's meet up and let's go for a run with the Bar Run Club. Let's do yep. it and get some donuts. Yep. I love that. it. Yep. All right. So we have these two final big questions, and I've added a bonus question after that is non-running related. But we we got these these big questions. Sometimes they're really hard to answer. Sometimes they're like, boom, got it. I'm going to go first. Mine is I go creeping through your Instagram. I try to go way back and find something on there. It doesn't have to be running related. And I want to know the story behind the post. Okay. <laughs> I went back uh -oh. <laughs> to junior prom. <laughs> Tell me about junior prom. <laughs> oh, oh, there you are, Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that he your natural hair? That's my natural hair when I grow it out. Yes. Amazing. People would always say, do you perm your hair? And I'm like, no, that is me. Okay. So actually, you know, what's funny about this is those are glasses without the lenses, which I think is a lyric from, um, oh God, I'll come back to it later. Um, he was a Bay Area rapper at this face. If someone watching I will this never get it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, my character in uh, Runners Throughout the Decade had glasses without the lenses. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> what the hell do you want to know about this? <laughs> it's just so good to not to, to pass up, man. This is junior high. From from talking to you, I get the feeling that Eric and I are a little older, but this is um so this might be like I don't know 10 15 years ago and you just you're in it man you're a fun guy you're having a blast at a prom trying to paint the picture so he has this awesome curly hair the glasses with no lenses he's like surfing a wave and you're just having a good time and I just think that's that's uh that that's Mike right there that's magic mile Mike that is I just think it's great it's funny your post is saying that somebody found it for you and you had no clue that picture existed which is just yes. fun Sometimes I find these posts that are really meaningful or something. And then sometimes I <laughs> then find the that. post that just, I, I, I did it. I did a good job because you guys were laughing. At me. Oh my God. Yeah. That was from, I think junior year. That was either junior prom or senior prom. Junior, it says junior prom and it says, no, it's not a wig. It's a perm. Oh. Okay. Wait, no, that's a, that's a lie. I was a junior, but it was at a senior prom. Yes. That's what it is. I just realized that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, you have some you have some luscious locks, my friend. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're there. They're just being bring it back. Bring it back. Mm -hmm. You know, we might we might need to. <laughs> Mike, my final question for you. This one can be kind of difficult, but we have a Spotify playlist and we like to invite our guests to add a song. So is there anything that you're feeling at the moment that you would like to add on the list? 
Absolutely. Okay. Quick backstory. When I ran yes. D1 track, my my training buddy was uh, my buddy uh, Basuna Shun Louis, Nigerian fella who has recently introduced me to Afrobeats. And I don't know if this is technically considered Afrobeats, but it's definitely in like a similar genre. Um, but it's what I, it's what I listen to when I'm doing my speed runs. It's just like, it's such good vibes. I freaking love it. Excellent. That's what we're here for. We are totally here for this. (laughs) Yeah. So save this one for your next speed day tempo run when you want to go fast. Nice. Erica, you got that? Throw it on the spot. Yep. We're going to pop it right on there. She's got her Google docs with all the songs. It's great. (laughs) She's it's Yeah. Mike, I, I do have a final question and it's non-running related, but I, as I creep, you know, I'm thinking TLC, is that creep? Yeah, that creep. Right. Um, I came across you hiking Mount Whitney and I want to hear about that day because that seemed like, uh, a lot went into that. You did a, you did a practice hike a couple days before to get used to the, the, the weather. You started bright and early or bright and dark in the morning. Um, Tell me about hiking the highest mountain in the United States outside of 10 of them in Alaska. So we're talking the 48 states. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Harder than any marathon. Harder than Big Sur. Oh, it shit. was because the business. thing about the thing about doing that hike, and so many people hate on me for this on my posts when I talked about this, but I'm like, you know what? Screw you. If you're hating on this, then you're just an a-hole. But basically... When you're doing this hike, what you what's different than a marathon is you're out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Mm-hmm. And if you get hurt, if you get dehydrated, if anything happens, what do you do? You know, like you so that's the thing about hiking where there's only one way to go, and that's like to finish. You can't just mm-hmm. stop at an aid station. So we started this hike. Or we we got to the campsite two days before to get acclimated, and then we started the hike at I think twelve a.m. We woke up like at eleven p.m., which you know wow. you don't sleep much the the time before. Mm-hmm. Some people some people hike Mount Whitney in a couple of days, um, but we only had a pass to do it in a day, <laughs> and oh. uh, yeah, and we went for it, and also. I don't recommend doing it, trying to do it in a day when there's still a bunch of snow out because it's just a lot more challenging. So the the hike itself, I think, was like 14 to 18 hours or something insane like that. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't talk about this much on my posts, but I never got to the top. I was about a mile and a half from the top. I was so unprepared for the high altitude that I was, and it was getting dark too. And Mm. the route we took up there was a longer route. And with my calculations, we were going to get back to our campsite at around like, I don't know, eight or or eight to 10 PM. We ended up getting at five, getting there at 5 PM, but we had no communication with the outside world. So my family thought I was going to be back at 5 PM. I'm thinking if I go to the top, I'm getting back at like 10 PM. So that was just making me so nervous. And I felt so bad because everyone in my family was like on edge, like, when is he going to get back? And 
it was only a mile and a half away, the peak, and I could see the top, but I was so freaking done. And it was a really hard call to make because I was with my buddy who's mm-hmm. in way better shape. And he was, it was like, Hey, like, are you, cause we had no way to communicate with each other. Um, which I would never recommend now. They, they have like satellite phones that you can get that I would 100% would get if I did this again. But we had to decide like, what do we do? I don't want to hold you back. Like we made mm-hmm. it this far. So I, at this point, I don't know how long it had been, like 12 plus hours. We, we were hiking through the night. Um, we're living off of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and power bars and I'm just freaking done. It's windy. It's cold. It's hot. It's like all these freaking things. And we made the decision that he was going to go and finish. And I was going to start hiking back to this other part of the hike. The conditions change so drastically depending on what part of the mountain you are on. Mm -hmm. And the part that we were on was freezing cold and so windy. And if I walked like a mile and a half out, I was going to get to some more warmth. Mm. So I did that, but it's this very skinny ledge. Like if you fall, you're literally dead. (laughs) So it's like, yes, it's, it it was intense. Um, so I went back to like the safety area. I found these really nice guys who I'm now friends with on, on Instagram and they had a satellite phone and I was able to alert my family like, Hey, we're safe. It's just taking longer than we expected. Mm -hmm. Um, we we're also getting pretty low on water, which was scary. Um, you're just out there with the elements, you know, and uh, I am totally safety first and this did not feel safe. So although I wanted to finish, I made it that far. I had to put the ego aside and just decide what was this, the safe option for me. And that was to head back. And uh, it was a hard decision to make, but it was the right decision and uh, I made it like 400 feet lower than the highest point in the in the lower 48 for hikes. Um, and I still like I still have my bragging rights. It was still so badass. It was still awesome. <laughs> but I did not make it to the tippy top. Still got to give you credit. For- I, I give you so much credit for making the smart decision like you knew what your limits were at the time and 100 yeah i mean it's smart yeah. it is being smart and now if you want to go back you are alive to do so <laughs> so yes good yeah. for you dude <laughs> do yeah. you have any plans to return for redemption to get to that extra mile and a half i do but i don't want to do it during the snowy weather mm. what time of year was it you were there what month was it um i don't know maybe like May. I have no idea. I'm just throwing it out there. There's usually not that much snow at the time of year that we went, but it was a heavy snow year. And, you know, we have the crampons, like the the spiky shoes to go through the snow. We had an ice axe. It was all things that I had used in a few practice hikes, but never like this. And Mm. it was just freaking intense. People have, have just talked so much crap about my, um, my experience saying how, how, how hard it was. Cause there's this one point where it's so steep and I would literally get like five steps. And by the way, this is someone who's running like a five thirty minute average mile pace, but I can only take like three steps up this mountain before I'm completely out of breath. 
and people are like, oh. altitude working against you, dude. Like, people are like, oh, what a little, what a little B. Oh, dude, like a little baby. I'm like, what the? See me on the track, son. Let's go. (laughs) Attaboy, attaboy. It was. I have a word for them. It's called keyboard warriors. Yes, exactly. A few of them are like, my my dad did this, no problem. I'm like, what about you? <laughs> exactly. Oh, Mike, you're yeah. so cool. This was, I'm so happy we did this, man, and that we connected. This is so cool. Same. I'm glad you guys reached out. I'm glad the yes. algorithm connected us. <laughs> yes. Thank you to like our list. I can't remember. No, I don't remember who. It was probably Lindsay or Tara. Lindsay and Tara. Someone... I'm pretty sure it was like both of them in like our group chat. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, check yeah, it was this in... out. You're right. I think it was the group chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, dude. Dude, keep doing what you're doing. Put out the good content. Do what you love. You know, we'll pump... keep sharing uh, it. We'll... We love it. We'll pump your, yeah, we'll pump your tires. If you guys want to find Mike, just at Magic Mile Mike. Uh, he did this funny joke with us earlier. He said, yeah, my middle name's Mile. And I'm like, oh. And he goes, no, I'm you just fell kidding. For it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. fell for it. You're awesome, Erica, right? Honestly, can't say it enough. Just, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing. We love to see it. I mean, the more poop jokes you can incorporate, the better. <laughs> but who am, I to, who am I to say? But thank you for spending so much time with us. We appreciate you. Good luck you. in the New York City Marathon, too, yes. man. It's in a couple of days from when this drops. Thank you. Thank you. And I got to say the newest content I got coming out that I'm really looking forward to that I think is going to be a big hit because I haven't seen it done is I'm currently writing some raps as um, a runner through the runner <laughs> perspective. And I'm claiming the rap name right now, Lil Miles. And uh, <laughs> we got we got some stuff dropping soon. I, I have some I have some stuff written out and it's so Funny. I cannot wait to share it with you all. So all stay tuned for that. Put it on Spotify and we'll add it to our playlist too. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, we'll pump your tires, man. You're the man. Everybody, Magic Mile Mike on the On the Runs podcast. That was freaking awesome. Thank you. Thank you both. Let's give it up for Mike. Oh, my God. It was so much fun talking to you. And we have to wish you the best of luck at New York City this coming weekend. I hope it's the best victory lap you could imagine. Yes, enjoy the victory lap. I love that Tara, Lindsay, and Patrick are here. They have no clue what we're talking about, but enjoy <laughs> the will, victory though. lap. They will, though. They will. It'll be a lot of fun. Enjoy the people, the crowd, the atmosphere. Sorry. Go get that content. Yeah, sorry we're not going to be there. I mean, could we? This is a couple days before. Could we day trip it? You know what? I would love to, but that hamster wheel is calling my name. Oh, You're yeah. on your own with 40,000 other people. <laughs> Actually, probably more like 50,000 other people, so right? I'm, I'm not going to ruin this for you, but Mike is running the New York City Marathon, and he has zero training for it. He's actually training <laughs> for the LA Marathon. That's his serious race. But he's like, I, I've done nothing to prepare. I'm just... And I said, just enjoy it. Wing it. Enjoy it. Wing it. Yeah, after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So we are in a church parking lot right now in Arbor, New Hampshire, just off exit two. It's called the Tower Hill Church. Jeez. We just ran the Run the Res. It was a five-mile race, but my watch said about 5.18. Yeah, I got a little extra, too. Yeah, I really short. think I only had yeah. 5.04 or something. That, oh. that, extra, <laughs> that, that extra prevented me from the victory, though. <laughs> the little extra. I was doing good at five, and then it was like... <laughs> but like I said, you guys, I did not fall down. Yay! This is my... Honestly, I think my first trail race. Yeah. Mm. 
that I did not fall down during. And I did say that little that little uh, hill yes. when you're coming down to the finish. We were oh, we yeah, had to slow it down. Safe. I was like, Erica, yeah. I'm like eyes down, go slow. We've made it this far. You got this. <laughs> you want to be half a mile from the finish. Yeah, Erica said beginning. I don't want to look to the right over on the pond. Right, it was very scenic. <laughs> you were like, no, really don't. No, Stay like, focus. Eyes down. I feel like a lot of those rocks weren't marked though. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to mark. The, all the rocks are marked. They weren't. No. Wherever no. Roots no. I There's... always feel bad talking to people, though. Like, we're, we're having a conversation, and I can't make eye contact with you for fear of, like, <laughs> eating shit. Yes. <laughs> so, 100%. my apologies, but you guys understand. Yeah. We were right there with you, to be honest. Very great. So, let, let's talk to Lindsay first. Lindsay, the winner of the race, um, <laughs> at least the winner of the group here. Lindsay, She's you the just, winner of the group. You just took off, but you signed up just today, the day of the race. I did. I did. Solid ten I have minutes before. <laughs> so I really don't. I just am really I'm, I'm disorganized. So I'm what, a disorganized human being. One other thing you were trying to do though this morning or last night, you were looking for a costume. What was the costume you were looking for? I was trying to find a poop emoji costume, but it's hard to find anything this close to Halloween. So since we're talking about you, when you, we were talking to Ashley Paulson, did you hear the little tip she gave for yes. your hair? Yep. Did, have you tried it? Have you, do you see my hair? There's nothing in it. <laughs> Are you saying it took all the color out? No, no. I had just haven't. I haven't done anything since I moved into my house because I'm. I'm too scared about ruining my shower. Okay. Oh no. So. Tell me. Tell me about your boss. Erica just missed this, but uh, your boss uh, listened to your episode. What was his reaction and his wife's reaction? Uh, my boss. I don't think he was surprised really at all, but you know, it's some of the stuff I talked about is not exactly something you want your boss to know all the details about. Yeah. And then, and then his wife listened to it like a month later and she lost power on her headphones. So she's walking through her like nice neighborhood listening to my episode where I talk about shitting in the middle of a road. And she's walking past like elderly ladies with it on speakerphone <laughs> and they heard it. So yeah. All right, we got we got to stop something real quick because someone just showed up here, and we have AJ. Is that what I should call you, AJ? I asked this guy last year to come on the pod. He goes, "I don't know if I'm interesting enough." Well, guess what? I'm putting you on the spot. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you? How was your run, man? You just you just got back. Slow, very slow. <laughs> hey, you got it done. You got it done. How you been, man? How's life this year? I haven't uh, seen you much. I know Erica's run into. I've never met you, so can I get a hug? <laughs> uh, Officially, yeah. Official hug there from He's me. a big supporter of ours, so it's great to always run into you. So I'm so happy you're here. But I took my socks. Yeah, you're one. Yeah. So I I took my socks off already. I got too hot. So unfortunately, we didn't get our get our but, <laughs> group but, picture today. But, but, you're but. The UFOs all we're all wearing the UFOs, yeah, we got, except yeah, for yeah, Patrick. He's the got the Crocs. We're trying at least. And I got my fiance. Wearing UFOs too now too. Nice. And she's got pro socks on too. She's looking beautiful. There we go. Awesome. The brands we love. I gotta ask <laughs> Anthony, what happened to your leg? What happened to the knee? You got the big uh, bandage there. This was a fall on the Rockingham Rail Trail last week. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, one of those lots of leaves down. Were there any falls the today? No. Good. Woo! Yes. Victory. Nobody right fell there. today. Although I was going so slow, if I had fallen, that would have been a problem. <laughs> well, I want you to take a look at Erica's knees. Look at Erica's knee. <laughs> Is that from Yeti? Yeah, that's from Yeti. Aftermath from Yeti. It's all healed, but it's just looking real, real, real grungy. Yeah. <laughs> and that was after a half marathon in? Yes, it was. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's I can't clumsy. Imagine that yeah. being like, oh, I only have 87 miles left. It's <laughs> a mind fuck, let me tell you. Yeah. Excuse my French, a mind fuck. <laughs> but you did it though. That's the best I part. Did, I did. You didn't give up. No. That's the best part. <laughs> What's your fiance's name over here? Mary Lynn. It's a pleasure, Mary, Mary Lynn. Lynn. nice to meet you. Do you listen to the podcast, Mary Lynn? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh yes. another one. Good answer. Yes. Good answer. <laughs> so much fun. So I will tell this part on the pod. So I proposed to Mary Lynn at the end of the Covered Bridge Half Marathon oh, two years awesome. ago. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. Yes. And I'm not wearing it. I said, remind me that I don't have it on because just in case I forgot until oh, like, yeah. I lost yeah. it. Yeah. No so, losing no. engagement rings on no. race courses. No, on. especially in the woods. Was <laughs> it a surprise? Were you shocked? It was a surprise. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Did you get down on a knee? I did. Yes. I did. There's video, there's photos. Ooh. Did uh, you cry? The race site <laughs> took a lot of photos. Did you cry? I did cry. Oh, uh, you got that? Oh, you have like official photos from the race? So they yes. took photos, and then a person that I ran with, um, I said, I need to take a video when we get to the finish line. And she said, Well, wait a minute. What are you planning on doing? So I said, Oh, I'm going to propose to my fiance. And she goes, Hold on. So she actually ran ahead of us to tell the race photographer, there's a proposal coming in. So she was already there at the finish. So when I came in, she had no idea that I was going to propose at the finish line. So but it was nerve wracking carrying an engagement ring for 13.1 miles. <laughs> let me just tell you. Yeah, right? Yeah. I was carrying his vest before the race with the ring in it. Just no idea. So, fiance, is there a day yet? Do you have a date picked out? May 18th of next year. May 18th. Okay, what are we doing? What are we doing May 18th? Live pod from the wedding? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? Let's it's going to be in Vermont. It yeah, we'll sounds, in, in that sounds oh, like wow. we're crashing a wedding. Yes. Yes. We'll put it on our calendar. <laughs> the reception is on the line of where the course is for no the covered bridge way. half marathon. You're it's giving us too beers. many details. Because... <laughs> hey, you know yeah, what? Yeah, right? You know. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. All right, May 18th. It's going in my calendar. Do you like kids? Because I might have to bring mine with me. There's going to be a lot of kids there. And they're okay. Perfect. There will be kids there. I have twins. They're two. Wait, are we three. Going to have and a my daughter will be. Yeah. Can I take a camper? Park it like right there. You guys are going to regret we'll this. Vermont. Yes. It's Vermont. You can park a camper anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's going to be a party. Live pod. This is our first. live iPod, by the way. Thank oh, you for being a part of it. Oh. Very special. Yeah. 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 Now, now, I don't know if you know Anthony, but this is Patrick. I Just introduce ourselves. Mr. Yeah. Why Run When. If you remember the uh, earlier in the year, we oh, had the book, Why yes, Run When. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Just hold for the on. Race. So are you going to be up in Concord? Or were you no. just in Concord signing books? No, no. Okay. But do you know something I should know? <laughs> Somebody's uh, doppelganger. Yeah. No, that wasn't me. But. Well, this is super cool, man. It was so nice to meet you. And congratulations. Glad you guys stopped by to say Yeah, absolutely. This is a beautiful race. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll plan another pro compression run soon. We'll get Rachel involved. She's the good one at planning all that yes. stuff. So. Yes, we have to drag her up here now from Boston. And, yes, we will. You know. It's great to meet everyone. Nice, nice, nice meeting you all. Thank you so much. Nice we'll to meet you. Enjoy the weekend. See you later. Yeah. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. Do you want Bye. chicken or beef? <laughs> <laughs> I would like the lobster. And by the way, it's a four-course dinner. Ooh. Okay. Oh, four-course dinner. Is it an open bar? <laughs> it is. All right, I'm there. I'm there. I'll be there. Take care, guys. All right, so, so someone else who is here is Patrick, and Patrick has a story he started to share earlier at the finish line, and I was like, you know what? 
wait because Erica hasn't heard this story and I want him to <laughs> share it on the pod. So Patrick, talk talk and tell the ladies here about the group chat I was lucky to be a part of. <laughs> so the ladies of Northeast Ohio in our running club had a group chat and uh, they got together at Angela's, I think it was, and they sat around the pool and they took a group shot in their bathing suits at the pool. And then about a half hour later, Jeannie, Jeannie Rice, wrote me and said, Patrick, I think Eric's on the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I looked, and sure enough, Eric's on the group chat, and I almost peed my pants. Because <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. I'm by myself. Kathy, you were at work. No, I told you after the fact, yeah. And I'm, I'm at home. I'm going, oh, my God. So Jeannie's writing me. She's going, you know, I don't really want to take him off, but I, I don't know how to get him off this, this chat. And so I tried, and I couldn't do it. So then I said, who's the author of the chat? Who created the chat? And we went back to the author. Her name is Peggy. And Peggy said, I can't get him off. <laughs> so all I could visualize is here are the ladies of the Northeast Running Club. Getting selfies in bikinis. And Eric. <laughs> And Eric. <laughs> like, how did you even get it? Like, yeah, that is... brought into that? Well, Jeannie had, my, it was actually my work number, and she had my work number because we connected that way to talk to try to figure out the microphones and the hearing because we were struggling. Remember, that yeah. was the episode where the sound came out horrible right. on, on our end. Jeannie's, yeah. And um, so we're talking back and forth. I had like a whole hour conversation with her like one or two days before mm -hmm. and texting her through my work number. So this is the weekend I was camping and I lost my personal phone and I'm in the middle of the woods. I'm off the grid. I come home and then my phone just blows up. Bloom, 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 bloom. <laughs> All these messages from numbers I don't know except Jeannie Rice. <laughs> and there are pictures of women in bathing suits. Yes, yes. Yeah. All on the side of the pool and I'm like, ooh, ooh, bikini shop. You know, didn't know Jeannie loved me that she said I was cute and handsome yeah. but I didn't know she really liked me I just thought it was funny and the ladies of Northeast Running Club and Eric yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm in then, then I'm in Virginia Beach and I'm thinking to myself I'm gonna respond to this and just say hey ladies nice to meet you and all this did you send a selfie of yourself <laughs> I, I, that was when I ran without a shirt on oh, there you go. and and I I was like I'm gonna send that picture later and I forgot about it and then weeks go by and Patrick's like Patrick tell me we're trying to figure out how to get you off we'll, we'll figure it out and I go today earlier hey did they seriously remove me from the group chat <laughs> i haven't heard from them in weeks <laughs> i haven't gotten any bikini pics lately. yeah <laughs> you know what they had to do we had to start over yeah. person one through 18 and we cut out number 19 oh, <laughs> bring it back Sorry, bring bud. it back so, ladies you bring know it what back it is, if you have a group chat and it's like all iphone people you can easily remove people but if you have that one person in there oh. that's a droid Thank okay. you very much. Start all over. <laughs> hey, yeah. guys, come to the dark side. Join the Android <laughs> no, team. I'll never. They love you, Eric. They do. They love you. Well, so don't worry. So we're about talking it. about this, Lindsay. You missed some of this because you decided to go win the race. But we're thinking, <laughs> okay. So Erica's going to Flying Pig, and I I thought about this. Like, okay, I can go to Flying Pig, but maybe I just meet Patrick and them for lunch or something, or maybe dinner. Dinner would be a plus, right? You're going that far, you get grab dinner. I'm like, you know what? No. I would rather go to Cleveland, Ohio, or Menor, Ohio, as you say it, and meet everyone there because from what I hear, Jeannie has some amazing parties, and she has a big house. Apparently, Angela has a beautiful house, too, Patrick was telling me. I'm like, is there a place I can just tow the camper and park it and stay with you guys and join your pool parties? Like, that's much cooler than... You've you guys... already seen them all in their bathing suits, so... 
I already seen you in your bathing suits. Can we have a pool party? Can we run like Cleveland Marathon weekend or maybe just a fun 5, 10K running okay. festival type thing? Like yep. make it happen. I would, I would go to Cleveland over Cincinnati because I feel like Cincinnati, you're getting an Airbnb with Dave, but maybe you just meet them at the start line, the finish line, and maybe for a meal. I want to party at Genie's house. <laughs> I want to go to one of Genie's parties. Genie, that does listen. sound like a blast. I would party at Genie's too. Genie, set it up. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> Anyone want to say anything before? Like, got a story or there something? There were no code rounds at the race no. today. Ooh, no cool. one fell and there were no code no rounds. No code so rounds. I say it's a yeah. success. Although, I don't know, Lindsay. You ran away from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay shows up with nine minutes to spare, signs up, and then just takes You off. ran away from us. It's like, good seeing you. I want to say, day. everybody here looks amazing wearing your On the Runs t-shirts. Yeah, these are yes, awesome. They are beautiful. Love it. Like, thanks so in. much for repping. We're going to take a group picture after. Yes. We will. Uh, so everyone listening, I have the t-shirts. I have two materials. Lindsay, why don't you give everyone a little rundown of what you're wearing? All right. So I'm wearing the tech shirt. It's a t- short sleeve t-shirt and, you know, kind of loose and it says on the runs on it. And it's a like sky blue color. It's comfy. I would, I, I'm sure it's going to be great to run in. Definitely not like the cotton shirt I wore today. <laughs> I would call it maybe Carolina blue. Yes, yes. go Tar Heels. Yeah. And then, um, Erica, you want to give us a description of the one you're wearing that you're not really wearing. You're just kind of ho- hovering it over your breast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really soft. <laughs> no, this is my favorite kind of T-shirt. It, I have so many like like this. It's uh, really soft. Uh, it's what yes it's like the dry like tri blend i think is what they call it um it's a pretty it's i think it was called canvas canvas oh turquoisey we can't figure it out but it's a pretty blue (laughs) that one is more the blue of our logo like the light blue on it when the one that Lindsay's wearing is more the carolina blue But yeah, I'm I'm not currently actually wearing it because I am hot as balls. <laughs> so it is, it is a beautiful. It is what October, October 28th, 28th, and it's, and probably it's, 70 it's gonna be. Yeah, it's, right now. Yeah, it's in the seventies. I had all of my windows open in my house yesterday until like nine o'clock at night. Same. I went for a walk outside in flip flops at like nine thirty. Yeah. yeah, and it's gonna be forty tomorrow for the. Yep. Welcome, well, welcome to New Hampshire. You ordered nice weather for us. Yeah, Kathy welcome. and I love it. So what is next on your trip? You guys are in New Hampshire. You had the 12-hour drive yesterday. When did you get in? We got in about 7.15 last night. So 7 a.m. to a 7 p.m. type drive. So it was long. It was brutal. But uh, we're... <laughs> My brother lives in, like right outside of Cincinnati. Oh, does he? It's the most boring drive yeah. ever. <laughs> From here to there? Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah totally. Yep. <laughs> well, it was our first time on 90 coming east, so we enjoyed the mass it. Pike, we enjoyed yeah. the leaves. I mean, it was a beautiful sight. So now we're going to go up to Vermont tomorrow, spend a day there and visit some more family, and then we're going to head over to Maine for four days and three nights. And uh, Bahaba. yeah, Bahaba. <laughs> You're gonna hang. Even up. we can put the accent yeah. on it too. You're gonna hang out with Patrick Karen. We are. Yes, oh, Patrick. Cool. I'm coming your way. I've got my costume. I'm set. <laughs> We're supposed to run together on Halloween. Oh, so. that's gonna be that's so really cool. cool. Oh, yep. Very cool. So uh, something, I think some news that happened in between when you were on last and today is you hit your goal for book sales. No, not total yet. No. No? No. What was the total? Which, so when we, when we recorded, I was at 220 think and now we're at 263 so it's i thought the goal was 250 no the goal was 300 oh Oh, we're almost there so 263 (laughs) i'll be at 264 when i get home Ah, okay you know what's really do we have 265 (laughs) (laughs) you you know what's really cool about when you buy a book from him 
it comes from him and he'll personalize it on the inside. He'll write you a little note. And no pressure, you may or may not get a scratch ticket from Ohio. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I should have brought mine because I won and it's Did $5. You, you won $5. <laughs> I was going to give it to you because, but now I guess I'll have to oh, drive to Ohio. you got to drive to Ohio. That's the intent, Lindsay, yeah. is if you win, you got to come to Ohio and cash I mean, it in. I mean, I you, should you, be going to Ohio at some point. Go brother, see your brother. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Patrick, yeah. you've signed up for how many? You've ran how many marathons? Just three. Just three. Okay. Yeah. We're all talking <laughs> about such Chicago. A runner response. Chicago's only, only three. a six-hour drive from you. Right. Today, I am going to officially apply. Yes. yes. I think you need to apply. <laughs> I've applied. Wow. What have. pressure. Eric has oh, applied. Yeah. When is Chicago? Uh, again? It's October thirteenth. I think it's thirteenth next year. Yeah, it's right around Columbus. Columbus yeah. is October twentieth next year, so oh, okay. it's a week before. Yeah, a week before. So yeah, I think yeah. it's. 13th. I spent way too much money when I went to Chicago to run. So. That's not, gonna be, that's not gonna be happening for like All right. we'll see. I'll years. I'll put it on the tickler file there. To, I think you only have me. till was it November fifteenth that closes? Oh, is it? Like that, so gotta, but I could go to cheer. You could go and cheer. All right, here's here's another one. If we ever make the Menor, Ohio trip mm-hmm. and go out there and it's if it's not Cleveland Marathon weekend, what weekend should it be? Is there like a fun community five K, something that your run group puts on? Yeah, there's. Oh, it's every weekend, Eric. Every single weekend, there's <laughs> an opportunity. Really, you know. Yeah, well, if, I, I encourage you to come during the fall. So, I okay, really if Chicago doesn't happen because we're all applying for the lottery, and let's just say it doesn't happen for all of us, but Erica, Erica goes to Chicago by herself. We all go to Menor. <laughs> if Chicago, and if it's Chicago does happen, we do Menor the following fall. Right. Yeah, or you could do Menor on the way back. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, we're going to fly because be now Manchester oh, has right. the direct flight. Yeah, that's right. had the direct that's right. flight. You know, uh, the following midway. year then. I following noticed year. that um, when I was booking my travel for uh, Utah, that the Chicago flight was back. And I, I don't know if it ever really went, went away. It did go away for American, they said, but it's seasonal now. I always flew southwest from Manchester to Midway direct. And it direct was is the way to go. always fantastic. Never an issue. I like Southwest. Southwest yeah. is good, but right out of Manchester, easy peasy. Erica's cat. With well, this butthole. was this Your cat's butthole. Have an Instagram yet? Oh God, no! That is not happening. Do not make that a thing. Nope, no, 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 no. I am shutting that down right now. Tara, can you take care of that for me? Make the Instagram. Yes. We'll collab. What's your, what's your cat's name? Scooter. Scooter is Pooter. <laughs> as catchy as that is, it's not going to happen. Anyway. <laughs> That's a new hashtag. We'll start with a hashtag. Actually, Kathy, <laughs> Kathy, could you open my passenger door? And the gift Patrick got us is um in on the floorboard. Uh, no, the front door. The front door. <laughs> We're gonna go in and uh, hashtag all the all the videos now. Scooter. Oh my god. I'm on gonna, on the I'm floorboard, Kathy. You see it there? All these pictures, and I'm just gonna randomly put scooter scooter. <laughs> I would like Erica. Could you? Could you? Um. Could could we? Could we talk about the gifts that Patrick got? Or could Patrick better? Could you grab the microphone, and could you do what you did for us earlier in the parking lot? Talk about you brought us gifts. So let's start with the. uh, He already broke into some of his. The. uh, Really? Oh, I broke into the Twizzlers. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah, you're right. I heard one episode. Tara's got to go. <laughs> we love you. I love you guys, too. It was so great, great to, to meet you. Yes. Yeah. This, yeah. This, yeah. this was more fun than breakfast. <laughs> it was. It really was. Yeah. We'll see you soon, Tara. Right. See you, Tara. Right. See you. I'll see you Monday. Bye, Tara. Love you. So what we did, 
we, Kathy and I, she was helped me help me with this idea. So there is a liquor company. We're, we're holding on, this up like there's a camera around. There's no there camera. You, there usually is. There usually is called, a camera around. Called hey. on the rocks, <laughs> which happens to have the same acronym as OTR. On the runs. And so so we, is, is, we, is On the Rocks an Ohio thing, like a company in Ohio? or is I it just... don't know that for sure. Yeah, I don't think so. But we also brought them some samplers, if you will. On well, the Rocks. Look at this. Yep. Some rum. Really Got some booze. <laughs> so I'm going to stay away and from And then you, brought, you brought treats for my kids, oh, yeah. which is Ohio. This, is, this, comes exact, this comes direct from Ohio. It comes directly from Ohio. It's from Mally's Chocolates in Ohio. Very famous in our area. So you got the best of the best right there. And my wife's going to be happy with the booze. For us presents. This is going to go on my Peloton bike. I'll tell you that. There you go. This, so this nice. is what I'm going to get the most use of the towel. I actually have golf clubs. I oh, have yeah. my own yeah. set of clubs. You're um, talking about a golf towel. I don't know. If oh yeah. Said that oh, I don't think yet. so. But yeah, the little towel is a golf towel. Um, I am very bad at golf. Um, I can, <laughs> I can maybe drive one like a like a ball a hundred yards. <laughs> That's about it. So um, right. I will I will dab my forehead Good. with that and uh. Good. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know what do you put it on put it on it your bike. You do peloton too. Yes, right? I do. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's yeah. actually well, it's been a while. I got to get back on that. Sure. Well, this was so much fun. <laughs> We're doing this on the tailgate of my truck on a beautiful day in October. We're going to go get breakfast. This this is definitely raw and unhinged. <laughs> God knows <laughs> what's going to happen. There'll be very little editing. I keep getting right error, which I thought I fixed, but occasionally you'll hear, like when you heard the best of, like a little in and out. This is just going to be fun, old school, with the old recorder. Ton of fun. I'm super excited we did this. We've always talked about doing it. We'll have a better production one day. More microphones, everyone. So it won't be like, here, here. Lindsay, <laughs> you know, stretching the arm out. But this, I, I have no clue how this is going to sound, but I don't care. Mike's Mike's interview was amazing. One thing we need to quickly mention is um, it is when this drops, it is Halloween. So happy Halloween. But it's also the last day of October, which is our Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we've had now six amazing people and there's so many more out there. And we just want to say thank you to everyone who's come on the podcast and and uh, all you wonderful, amazing ladies, everybody who's helped us find these guests. Uh, Angela has been a huge role and not just the breast cancer guests we've had, but mm-hmm. with Patrick and others. So thank you so much. This is a, I don't feel like we've talked about it enough. I officially made my donation to Jay yesterday. Very nice. And I put it in for the recovery basket. I ran my 5K for Jay as well. Excellent. So no, this is a fun month. Um, Super important to get the word out there. A lot of, it's breast cancer in the community, running community is, 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 uh, a lot going on right now because you also have just up the road in New Hampshire, Allie Feller is going through it. Mm-hmm. So we all know who you know about her and what she's going through, and she's being very public about it. So and sharing everything, which I think is great. Sharing is sharing is great, and I'm so happy we we're able to share with you the six amazing women we've had in the past year, this month, and last year in October. Again, we had Nikki, Jackie, Angela, Jay, Sherry, Sherry. Oh, how did I? Chris <laughs> and Chris, Chris. <laughs> that's on the spot, guys. <laughs> I don't have anything. I'm like, oh my great. god. <laughs> Impromptu's the best, Eric. You yes. guys are doing great with yes. this. This is awesome. Thank you so much for being such big supporters of the pod. Seriously, like Lindsay that's and Patrick, so Tara earlier, even Patrick's wife, who I'm, I'm like, did you make her listen to the whole thing during your 12 hour car ride? She's like, no. I'm like, thank <laughs> God. A little too much, Eric. I think. <laughs> who, who wants to Erica. listen to me? You know everything about him by the time he got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thanks for being huge supporters of the pod both of you i really appreciate it yeah i love it well this is fun we'll see how this comes out audio quality later (laughs) there might be some wind there might be some airplanes other cars going by that 
truck over there. There's a tractor over there. Yep, this is this is going to be interesting to definitely see for sure how it came out. What a beautiful day. Sandals, t-shirt, shorts, UFOs. I shouldn't say sandals, UFOs. What a great day. Uh, this is so much fun. Erica, I think you got to take us home. You guys know that we love you so much. And don't forget to stretch. Does it usually take people this long or is it on the top of their head? Well, oh, we, no, it's never on the top of their head. Never, I know. <laughs> or it either is or it isn't. There's no in between. <laughs> okay, wait. But when this comes out, Mike, it's going to be like, oh, I have this playlist and it is. Okay, that perfect, song. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Erica used to always think I didn't like this question because I said how hard this this big question I built it up. I go, no, it's it it is a hard question. I can see it now. I like, can see it now. Like there's like thirty songs they would want to add, but you can only pick one. Yeah. <laughs> and Erica then is always like, oh, you could have two. I'm like, no, they can't. <laughs> one. <laughs>